Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes the Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. Jeremy Brenner has the night off, so I will be guiding you through the next 20-ish minutes of post-game show as my beloved Miami Dolphins are also playing at this time. So as we do after every single Houston Rockets game, preseason, regular season, uh, postseason, we are here to take all of your calls and give y'all all of the analysis of tonight's 107 to 95 loss to the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers improved their record to 17 and 13. The Rockets dropped to 9 and 20, losing their second game in a row at home. Uh, tonight, Joseph Nurkic, 14 points for the Blazers. Damian Lillard had 25. Josh Hart had 12. Anthony Simons had 32 points. Uh, The Rockets tonight, Jabari Smith, six points, four rebounds. Watching the game tonight, in all honesty, it looked like the Rockets had very little interest in playing this game. They were down six after the first. They played even after the second, got blown out in the third quarter, getting out for a 28 to 14. Rockets made a somewhat hollow comeback I'll call it in a four, in the fourth quarter where uh, they outscored the Blazers 30 to 22 um, for the Rockets again Jabari had six points Alperen Shengun had 10 points eight rebounds Eric Gordon kicked in with you know five points I'm glad we're paying him 18 million dollars this year to score five points in a game in 20 minutes uh, KPJ had 13 points tonight Jalen Green had 15. Both of those guys were a combined um, minus 43 in their minutes on the court tonight. K.J. Martin, another good game. 
He had 13 points. He was a plus six in 31 minutes uh, tonight. Uh, yeah, I have to question a little bit why he's only not starting, I guess would be the best way to put it. Uh, Tari Eason, he had a good game too. He was uh, a plus four tonight. He had 13 points, six of 14 from the field, and KJ was six of nine. So we're here at the dream take. And if you're listening to the show tonight, first of all, thank you. If you're listening in the next day or coming days, thank you. I've talked about this before. I saw it multiple times tonight. I saw uh, a Twitter account, a pretty prominent Rockets Twitter account saying that after tonight, you know, they're back in the, when, when Banyama uh, sweepstakes, it's embarrassing to have that mindset. Like for me, because I'm watching these games, right? And if you're a fan of the Rockets, and we talk about this on the last couple of weeks, we talked about it less because the team was playing well. You know, they were playing, you know, they beat Phoenix, they beat uh, Milwaukee. They've had some really good wins this year. They're going through a tough stretch right now. The mindset of, Wanting this team to lose is just such a loser mindset that I will never, ever be able to get behind. We don't watch these games for the Rockets to lose. You know, we're not wishing them to lose. And the way that they played tonight, they were playing to lose. And all the condolences in the world go to Steven Silas. I can't imagine going through what he's going through, losing his dad then having to come back, you know, three games later and coach. But we're at the point now where he's doing the same things that just don't win games, you know. And I saw, you know, again, another prominent member of Rockets Twitter saying today that the Rockets struggle when they don't run the ball through Shangun. If you watch the game tonight, Going through Shangun doesn't do anything more than going through your guards. I mean, the Rockets at this point with this roster playing through Shangun is a disservice to the other guys on this team. You know, the, the fact is I'm not running my offense if I'm the Rockets through Shangun versus Jalen Green or Kevin Porter Jr. And that's another topic of conversation that we need to look at at this point that in this offseason the Rockets have to find a point guard and a guy who impressed me again tonight is Ty Ty Washington he played 15 minutes tonight he was three of six from the field he had three rebounds he had two assists he had a steal he had six points he was a plus six the Rockets immediately need to look into getting him more involved with this team because quite honestly, he's the only guy that can consistently set up the offense to succeed throughout a game. It looks like, and yes, it's his what third game. So I'm not, I'm not ready to, you know, anoint him the starting point guard. But as we say that we welcome good friend of the show, Ryan, uh, Ryan, how are you, my man? I'm good, man. How, how, how about yourself? 
Uh, pulling double duty, trying to host the show while watching Miami in Buffalo. What's going on? What do you got for the show tonight? Dude, uh, I feel like we're going to keep having the same discussion for the rest of the season with this team, dude. You know, it's just uh, every loss, we're just going to keep saying that we need this, this should happen, but I don't think we're going to get any of those things that need to happen or should happen, and that's unfortunate. I just don't I just don't get it, you know. I don't understand starting Eric Gordon at this point. Like and it's not fair it's not fair to our listeners right. who, you know, numbers have been spectacular so far this year, you know, for people who listen to the show. I want to give them different analysis. When I do these shows, I don't want to talk about the same things over and over and over again. But the right. Rockets are yeah. doing this to themselves. You know, like they are putting people like myself in this position to have this same conversation. The fact is that you have Eric Gordon well, is so egregious to me. I just, I don't get it. I'm going on, uh, I'm going on Twitter and I'm seeing people, you know, saying hateful things towards the Blazers, but the Rockets, they're blaming people for this team being as bad as they are. And, you know, we see that it's just. Well, it's one, it's one, it's one, it's one of these things that I'm never going to be podcast host that says, I told you so. But beginning of the year, I said, Tari Eason was going to be a dude. He's a dude. I called Stud. Ty Ty Washington needed to be here much quicker than he was, which in my eyes is true. I don't think Shangun is a long-term answer on this team defensively. I think offensively, I think the guy is a downright stud offensively. I mean, the things that he can do now, there's a difference. When I say he's a stud offensively, I'm not saying run your offense through him. I'm saying when he gets touches, yeah, things go well. I'm not running my entire offense through him like I've seen some fans indicate. Do I think he no. should get more touches? I mean, what, tonight he had 11 field goal attempts? Like, how many more field goal attempts do you want him to have? You know? Like, tonight, I don't personally understand these people who say that, you know, the offense needs to run more through Shangun. Tonight, Shangun had more field goal attempts than Kevin Porter Jr. and, and Gerald Green. Like, why is that happening? Yeah. That, like, well, that's I mean, what I don't understand. And the Eric Gordon thing, it is what it is. The Steven Silas thing, it's time for Silas to go. And until they make that move, there was a different energy when when uh, John Lucas was coaching the team. John Lucas there just coaching, was coaching, yeah. You know? And, yeah, they had that – I think they had, what, the nice uh, – was it the Phoenix? I think they beat Phoenix on Silas's first night back, I want to say. So that was a good win. But overall, tonight was just another example. I mean, Portland's fine. Portland's okay. Portland's not a good team. They're set, they were 16 and 13 coming into tonight. But, come on, man, getting blown out on your home floor against that team? Yeah. It's just not right. So I know you don't like having these discussions, and I know it's still early in the season, but 
who is the better fit on this team? Because I'm hearing a lot of rumors that uh, Scoot could potentially go first over uh, Victor uh, uh, Romanima. So you're saying you're you're hearing rumors about Scoot Henderson being drafted before Victor Wanbanima? Yeah. No way. There's no, there's no way. I mean, if the Rockets are lucky enough to land the number one pick, you take Victor Wanbanima. 100% every day of the week. Um, well, I mean, he's just, he's a can't miss prospect. And I think Scoot Henderson is as well. You know, Scoot Henderson would be the point guard that this team desperately needs. Again, I'm going to hold out hope that I like Ty Ty Washington. I mean, I just do. I think, you know, I, I think, I think the long-term play on Ty Ty is the backup point guard, but I mean, on a team that's just going to be bad, why not give him as much of a shot at it as possible? You know, where do you keep? Where do you put Josh Christopher then? <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's he's a bench guy. You know, I he's in the doghouse for some reason with Silas, and um, and that's a touchdown, Miami Dolphins. Um, sorry, man. Um, you no, know, it's like. Cool. I just, I don't get it. I don't get the whole Christopher thing. I think it's time. As long as Silas is the head coach, he's not going to play him. And it's, it's just, it's, it, it, it makes me upset uh, to be honest with you. Cause I think the kid's a stud and like, I really do. I just like Ty Ty, man. I think they both are really good players. And right now you're a team that Ryan, you, I mean, you've listened to this show for, you know, the last few years, right? which is obviously greatly appreciated. Like right. here's my, here's my problem is there's still such a complacency amongst the fan base that want to rebuild and we're going to be good in 2025. Like that's what my co-host has said. That is the biggest loser mentality I've ever heard. I've told him that I continue to think that because I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of covering a team that's now nine and 20 when they have a couple nice games when there have been opportunities to get better, but they don't want to spend the money. See, I'm just, I'm trying to appreciate the small things with this team, but even then, like those small, those wins, those small plays, I just, I'm having, I can't even appreciate those right now because it's just, I'm not having fun with it. Well, and we're the minority, man. I mean, we, we are the minority. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A, because I would say a large portion of the fan base has already tuned out on this team for the most part. And they've had some nice wins. And on the nights that I've done shows where they've had nice wins, 
It makes me feel better talking about them, but it doesn't cover up the deficiencies of this roster and this front office. And right now, I actually got to give Raphael Stone some credit. Finding Tari Eason, finding Ty Ty Washington, those are two really solid picks, it looks like. Early. Dude, but I don't think I don't think I'm gonna be able to forgive Stone or Fertitta for not not attempting to go for Donovan Mitchell. I'm I'm not gonna get I I can't get over that. But that's also like I've seen you go back and forth with some people on Twitter on that. Look, would I have liked Donovan Mitchell? You and I talked about that. Yes, a hundred percent. I would have liked Donovan Mitchell. I'm also not upset that they didn't go after him because it would have cost you an arm and a leg which I do agree with. It would have cost you multiple first round picks, young pieces on this team. That's not the one that gets me. You, you know, the one that gets me is the, the Karis Levert and Jared Allen deal for it with heart. You know, that, that sets you right, back right, right. multiple positions, right? Or multiple, multiple years, I would say in the rebuild. Cause I think you could have escalated right. it so much quicker. Um, and that's the difference, right? That's the di- well. That's the difference right now, Ryan. Is you look at the standings, and uh, where is New Orleans? New Orleans is the number two team in the West, right? When they traded their biggest asset in Anthony Davis, they got a king's ransom, I would say, in return for Anthony Davis. Because I think Anthony Davis is one of the most overrated players in the league now. I thought the same thing when they when he was a when he was a Pelican. But look at look at what has happened with that team with that deal. They acquired Brandon Ingram, who they then signed to a long term contract. They've drafted well. Um, I think the Rockets have drafted okay. Right. I, I would say. I mean, the grade I would give Raphael Stone at this point C. I would say C. I why? What would you give him? A C. Hmm. Um, you know what? I, I respect that he's uh, giving uh, the players that have you know wanted out. He's given he's given everybody their what they've wanted as far as the requests go. Um, you guys get credit for that, man. That's weak. In my, the way I see it, it's weak. Like they shouldn't go to Eric Gordon and say, "Where do you want to be traded?" Like his contract belongs to the Houston Rockets. You know, it's that's the the, these guys are commodities. Like I get that they're human beings as well, obviously. But at the end of the day, to the Rockets, they're commodities. You know what is what's the most you get for an Eric Gordon contract right now, though? I mean, he's an expiring deal. I mean, you you have to look at you have to look at Eric Gordon. You have to say you're going to be traded to a playoff contender, right? The teams that make the most sense. You know, do the do the Lakers get desperate? Um, I I could see him going to New Orleans Pelicans, dude. I could see him becoming a Pelican. Weirdly enough, the last few times the Rockets have played in New Orleans, he's gotten booed, which I never understood. I thought he had a good relationship with New Orleans, maybe not. Um, but you know the you know I could see him going to Phoenix. I could see him going to. You know, could he go to could could, could he I will, could if, he go to Philadelphia? If they're more, Philadelphia is they're more, yeah. You know, Philadelphia is a, is an obvious place, but look, man, 
the the I've had this discussion with a couple of buddies in the last couple of months. This whole season is worth it to me if you end up with a top two pick. That's what it comes down to. On nights like tonight, it sucks because they are they just look bad tonight. Like they look disinterested. They look like they didn't want to be there the whole night. They've been getting screwed, dude, the last couple of years, being the worst team in the NBA and not getting the first overall pick. Complete. But, the, but, that's, yeah. but that's also the fact that that's why you don't do what you're doing if you're the Rockets. That's why tanking only works if you end up with that magical, not only pick, but player. You know, it's not just about getting the number one pick. It's about getting the number one pick in a year where you can get a guy into your system that, you know, that, you know, look at, look at Cade Cunningham, right? Cade Cunningham is a heck of a prospect, but going to Detroit and playing with, who's their head coach, Dwayne Casey, you you know, Dwayne Casey is a guy that has never been known as a developer of talent. So if you're Detroit, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Kate Cunningham is a heck of a prospect, but now they're shutting him down for the rest of the year. You know, it's very reminiscent with a guy like Jalen Green. Like, Jalen Green has flashed multiple times this year. But my question to you and to the rest of, you know, Rockets fans, do you trust this coaching staff to develop the young talent that they have? That's the only question. That's the only question that really matters. Uh, is hell well, no. Look, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of of John Lucas. Um, you know, I think John Lucas is a guy that has shown that he could develop talent. But the biggest thing, in, and we'll wrap the show up here in a few minutes. Um, my biggest issue with Stone, and the more I think about it, is. I actually like the talent that he's assembled on this team as a whole. I hate how the talent is being utilized. I think that's the best way to put it. Do, do you think? Do you think if if I don't know, it's probably a big if, but like if Sam Cassell was even a question in coaching this team, do you think he would be able to coach this team? Well, here's the thing, man. Is look the way the way I look at this roster, I think it goes without saying is a lot different than the the way a lot of other people look at this roster. I would play Bruno Fernando a lot more than he plays. I mean, he played 11 minutes tonight. When you play a guy like Joseph Nurkic, like Nurkic dominated Shengun tonight on multiple occasions. Now, he dominated Bruno Fernando as well, but playing Bruno only 11 minutes, and Usman Garuba too. The last three or four games, Garuba has shown a lot defensively. I would play those guys more. I'd obviously... I'd start KJ. I'd let Tari Eason still come off the bench. And they gave, they gave Tari more minutes tonight, which is good, you know, but I would. I don't think Nick is, I don't think Nick is just that good of a center. Uh, I would take him on this team in about five seconds. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm a, really? I'm a, I'm a fan of having mm-hmm. a traditional big man in the middle. I don't like the European style big man in the middle. Um, that's why, you know, I'd have, KPJ would not be my point guard at this point. We're well, we're in year three. No, absolutely not. I mean, he's now been a rocket for three years. They acquired him year one. 
He had a full year last year and he's had this year so far. The biggest thing with KPJ, you look at his, he's averaging 18 and a half points. He's averaging five and a half assists. He's a sixth man. Look, man, he's averaging, his numbers are solid. I had no problem with his productivity. My problem is, is that he's playing out of position. That's my problem with a guy like KPJ. It has nothing to do with having him as a part of the team because I actually really like him as a part of the team. I think he's grown a lot. And a lot of that maturity goes to, it's credited to a guy like John Lucas, but he's not my starting point guard. You know, like that's, I would much rather have a more traditional starting point guard. That would be a guy like Ty Ty. That's a guy like Scoot Henderson. That's why it's vital for this season. A lot of people have said this is a successful season. If the Rockets get a top five pick, they need to get a top two pick for this season to, well, to be a he, success. I wonder if we could get a first round pick for Eric Gordon still. Um, you know, I maybe potentially, you know, I think, I think the, the way that you can get the best return for, for Gordon is you have to attach something else to him. Like you need to get, you, you know, you need to get a, Right. We need to attach either a draft pick, which I'm not necessarily opposed to because they have a ton of draft capital. I'm not giving up a guy like KJ Martin. I mean, KJ Martin for me at this point is untouchable because I think he's a vital part of this team. Him and Tari Eason. I think both of those guys have grown into untouchables on this team. Like you need those types of guys. So I, I think you and Jimmy were saying it the other day that it would it would include a third team. Yeah, so I, I don't know who that. Is, I mean, but. I don't know, man. I mean, you you look at teams that are at the bottom of their conferences right now: Detroit, Charlotte, uh, us, San Antonio. You know, Oklahoma City. There's not a lot there, you know, that I look at and I go, "Ooh, I got to trade with that team. I got to got to get them out." Now, I still think Philadelphia for me makes the most sense. I would take a guy. I'll t- I'll tell you who I liked. And I know he doesn't play a ton for them, and I wonder if they would be willing to give him up. I like the the backup center for them. Uh, what's his name? Not Montrez Harrell. Who am I thinking of? Uh, the 76ers. What team? Massey. Uh, uh, oh, uh, no, uh, Charles Bassey? Something. I- I'll look it up. They, they have a center that I liked. Um I gotta, I gotta find that guy. Anyway, uh, do you have any final thoughts before I wrap the show up tonight, my man? Um, I just, uh, I just hope you know this. You'd hope that um, if uh, you know if if you want this team to go in the right direction, you know you gotta do something with Silas. You gotta figure out what to do something with something with Eric Gordon. He also obviously doesn't fit on the team anymore. Don't start him anymore. Um, there's a lot that, you know, that needs to be, you know, uh, figured out and uh, addressed, but I mean, I could talk about it all day with you, man. And it's a pleasure as always. So my, my man, have a great weekend, brother. Uh, this has been another episode of SB nations, the dream shakes, the dream take podcast. Thank y'all so much for joining me here on Spotify live on this beautiful Saturday night in Houston, Texas. Once again, your unhappy final from Toyota Center, 107 to 95. 
The Rockets will be back in action next on, let's see here. They play the San Antonio Spurs Monday night here at Toyota Center. We'll be back live with you here on Spotify Live as soon as the game is over. If you're on Twitter, make sure to follow the Dream Take at the Dream Take. You can follow the Dream Shake on Twitter at Dream Shake SBN. Follow my co-pilot Jeremy Brenner on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Brown underscore 2020. If you're on Facebook, search The Dream Shake and give us a like there. Finally, any day that ends in Y, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. We'll talk with you again on Monday night. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from zero to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.